Chapter 16 Morning came to the hillside. The rain had turned to drizzle. The sky had begun to brighten, but the sun had yet to crest the eastern horizon. Arabella woke first. She opened her eyes. Kenneth's lowered face hung above her. His eyes were closed. His lips were slightly open, just enough for his steady, rhythmic breath to pass in, then out. Thoughts of how he'd come for her in Cashel slowly stirred in her mind, and how he simply had to show her the hilltop sunset. She remembered their argument days earlier, and how her heart ached when he had pushed her away. She was glad to be with him now, and she didn't mind the rain. She lifted her head and eased up. Kenneth stirred as she rose. Are you all right? Arabella asked. Oh, my neck feels like it was struck by a dagger. He sat up straight, and he grimaced as he rubbed his neck and stretched. I'm too young to ache like this, he said and chuckled. Did you survive the night? Yes, a few aches here and there, but I'll recover, she replied. Kenneth looked out at the drizzle and then upward at the reddish-brown fungus growing on the underside of the rock that sheltered them. Glad I didn't know that was above me all night, he said and smiled at Arabella. She laughed at him. You know we've got to get you back to Cashel. Your father is probably out looking for us, worried to death about you. Arabella scooted next to him and placed her hand on top of his. Kenneth, last night, Arabella said, staring at him. I am happy to become your wife. I can't believe this is truly happening to me, to us. I want you to know how much you mean to me. You mean everything. She stared at him for a long moment and then spoke again, I know you want to take me home, but we don't have to go back, Kenneth. A surprised expression fell upon Kenneth's face, Arabella, we shouldn't do this. All I am saying is to think of the life we have in front of us. I have dreamt of this day since I was a young girl. And now that it's here, it could all be taken away. Don't say that, you don't know that. I know that men die in battle. I know the Vikings are killers. I know that they murdered my mother and father. Arabella's eyes welled with a certain sadness. And had Constantine not found me, I likely would have been left for dead. You're not making this easy. It's not easy, Kenneth. It's real. Do you think I want to leave? You know I want to be with you, Arabella. We've been through this. But it doesn't make sense. If you must fight, why don't we get help? The Vikings are attacking us and they'll attack others too. Why won't your father get help from the Picts? Help us. They want to own us, Kenneth said. They are people too, just like us. They have families? They're not like us. Kenneth exclaimed. Arabella spun her head and folded her arms across her chest. She peered at the sprinkling rain and refused to speak. Hey, don't do that, I didn't mean it like that, Kenneth said. She glared over her shoulder, staring him in the eyes. Then how did you mean it? My mother and father were Picts, and I am a Pict, am I not like you? Am I some hideous creature? That's not fair. I'm only saying that Angus is not like us. He wants to take our people and call them his. He wants to lord over his people and ours. He doesn't care about you or me, or any Dalraidan. He wants to rule? Arabella wiped her cheeks and gazed at Kenneth, face flushed and eyes red. She shook her head slowly back and forth, disbelieving that he couldn't understand. Arabella, 
I heard him with my own ears. He wants us to pledge our lives to him, as though he was some sort of king. Kenneth crawled from the shelter and stood, uncaring of the falling drizzle that wet his frame. He turned and gazed at Arabella, still sitting under the overhang, I have to agree with my father. He's not going to live under a king, especially a picked king. Men should live their lives as free men and not have to serve other men, not even a king. Maybe if there was a king, the Vikings would not have attacked us. But we'll never know because we won't let ourselves stop to consider such an awful thing as having a king, all the while the Vikings come and kill us one by one. Arabella's brow furrowed in frustration. Kenneth, don't you see, I don't want to lose you. Kenneth rubbed his head, irritated, plowing his hands through his damp hair. His eyes narrowed and he spoke, there is a problem with kings, Arabella, they are all men. And in the end, all men of power abuse their power. They steal freedom from their own people, the very people they promise to protect. Arabella moved from beneath the rock. She stood and walked away from Kenneth. Where are you going? I can't breathe in there. I need some air, she replied. Stop, Arabella. Arabella turned. You're not listening. You sound like your father. You don't always have the right answers, have you considered that maybe you're wrong? What does that mean? Is it wrong to want to be free? I'm not saying to let go of freedom. I'm saying the Picts could help stop the Vikings without everyone getting killed. Arabella stopped, trying to calm herself. Maybe we could have freedom, and remain alive to live it. Kenneth said nothing. She stepped toward him. Kenneth, I heard the men in the hall. Some considered, joining the Picts. They spoke as if that is our only chance to stop the Vikings. You're siding with Taran. The one who wanted to have his way with you. How dare you! Arabella exclaimed, her face flush with anger. It's your father who wants his precious freedom, even if it costs him the lives of his sons. Arabella slowly faded to her knees like a falling leaf. Her heart ached for Kenneth, as though she'd already lost him. Kenneth stared at her withered frame, feeling the burn of her words, and his own. Arabella's chin lowered to her chest, the drizzling rain hiding her tears. Kenneth approached and hovered beside her. Then he gently took her hands and lifted her to her feet. He put his arms around her. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. He placed his hand on Arabella's chin and lifted her head. Arabella, the things before us are what they are. Some things we cannot change. Some things we simply have to face, I love you. I will do everything under heaven to make it back to you. I promise you, Arabella, I promise. Arabella peered deep into his eyes, desperately wanting to believe his promise. The two held each other on the side of the hill. The drizzle retreated, but the empty clouds remained, hiding the sun from view. Time passed before Arabella spoke. I love you Kenneth, son of Alpin. Though my heart is large enough to have you, my hands are not strong enough to hold you. Go, and do what you must do. And may God above keep you and bring you back to me. Kenneth nodded. He will bring me back. I will come back to you, he vowed, and he lowered his head and kissed her. He released his lips from hers. Then he turned and motioned for her to follow. They stepped to the large rock, and together they climbed up and faced the top of the hill. It was only last night that you promised to be my bride, Kenneth said. 
Arabella gazed at him and tried to smile. Are you ready to tell your father the news? Kenneth asked. He took a long breath. We have to go? I know, Arabella said softly. And, yes, I want to tell my father. As she spoke, her eyes moved beyond Kenneth and then grew distinctly wider. Kenneth, what is that? She said with a haunting sound filling her voice. She pointed over Kenneth's shoulder into the distance. Kenneth spun on his heels. To the east, beyond the distant hills, large pillars of smoke rose into the sky. Kenneth stood motionless, staring at the billowing black clouds. Renton! He yelled. He jumped from the rock and rushed down the hill. He paused and turned back, come, let's go. We must get to Renton. The two descended the hill and ran to Kenneth's horse, still tied to the tree. Kenneth reached the animal first and untied the lead. Together, the two mounted the stallion and rode for Renton.